0: Is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern. And then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to Michellegroster.com forward slash quiz now to take my two minute personality pattern quiz. I think we sometimes worry that introducing our kids to, you know, just some of the harsh realities of life that it's going to be too much for them. But friends, the opposite is actually true. Like when we expose our kids to the suffering of others, it can really stir up so much empathy and compassion within them. It's this understanding, right, that like not everyone has the same experience that we have. There are people right now that are going through some stuff and we don't have to deny it. We don't have to avoid it. Even though it feels maybe really uncomfortable, we can be with it. If we're not scared of being uncomfortable, we don't have to back away. We don't have to shy away from the pain or the suffering of others. We can join them in it from a place of compassion. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home. And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome back to the podcast, and if you're new here, welcome. I'm your coach, Michelle Groser, and it is Motherhood Monday. It is actually one of our last Motherhood Mondays, as we know them, at least, so we have some really exciting changes coming to the podcast in the new year. Stay tuned. We're going to be announcing that more in... Detail in the next couple of weeks. But what we've been doing here on Mondays since we launched is we've been focusing on a different character trait uh, each week. And then I've been giving you guys just some thoughts and some handles to start implementing that focus on that particular trait for the week ahead. And we haven't done compassion yet, so I wanted to make sure that we did that one before we kind of change the flow here on the podcast. We did do an episode on empathy. That was back in episode 18, for those of you who like this one and want more that are kind of in the same same vein, so check that one out, episode 18, because empathy and, and compassion are very similar, right? Empathy is like our ability to, I think, to understand another person's feelings, like to be able to imagine ourselves experiencing what they're experiencing or imagining ourselves in their shoes or just being able to have this perspective where we can kind of see where someone else is coming from. So when we're when we're empathizing, we're not actually feeling what someone else is feeling, but we can kind of relate to it, right? We can send love to them and we can be in a place of, of deep understanding of just seeing another human's experience. And I think this differs from compassion in that compassion is compassion is the ability to 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 really sit and be with someone else in their pain like to really be in it with them and compassion like just the word itself right co means co means with and passion it means suffering so compassion is just our ability to be with suffering and i think teaching compassion to our kids well i think it's important for a lot of reasons right and, and i think one of the main reasons and and maybe it's not what comes to mind first um, but it's the degree to which our kids are comfortable with their own emotions is also the degree to which they can hold space for others. And the same is true for us as, as parents, right? As adults, the, the degree to which we as parents are comfortable with emotions, including our own emotions, including our own uncomfortable emotions is the degree to which we can hold space for our children or our partners or our friends or, you know, anyone else and their emotions. So we can see how those are really connected, right? And if we're uncomfortable with certain emotions, if we're really uncomfortable around sadness or anger or pain, we're going to find ourselves triggered and probably also uncomfortable when our children display those same emotions. And maybe that already resonates with some of you. Maybe emotions weren't okay or they weren't encouraged when you were a child or at least certain emotions, right? The uncomfortable ones were shut down. Maybe you never saw your parents cry, or maybe you never saw them express anger in, in a healthy way. And so when you cried as a kid, or when you were angry as a kid, you were told something like, you know, quit it, knock it off, get yourself together, stop, whatever, stop being a baby, get over it. And if we want our kids to be compassionate, if we want them to be able to kind of get down in that muck and mire of human emotions with others, they're going to need to learn how to be comfortable with emotions. And that starts with their own. So in learning how to hold space for themselves, learning how to hold space for their own emotions, really they're learning how to be with others in their pain. So for today, I put together uh, three things I think we can do to start helping our kids get comfortable with emotions, really so that they can grow in their compassion, so that they can... Just feel more comfortable around these uncomfortable human emotions. So, the first is that we can teach our kids compassion and not sympathy. We want to be compassionate. We want to raise compassionate kids. We really got to be aware of the distinction between compassion and sympathy. Because here's the thing sympathy has judgment, right? And we've discussed quite a bit on the podcast already. So, we know that when we're dealing with others, particularly when we're dealing with their experiences and their emotions, we really don't want to be in a place of judgment. And this is true with our own experiences, right? Judging ourselves and our own emotions too. Like the minute we judge feelings, it recycles them. So we don't want to feel bad for others. We don't want to feel bad for our kids. We don't want to pity them. Um, It's subtle, but the difference in the energy between compassion and sympathy is really powerful. Because the minute we're acting in sympathy, the minute we start thinking, like, poor them, we need to fix them in some way, like, boom, we are in judgment. And what we're doing is we're interrupting the emotional release process. So we really want to be in compassion with the suffering, not judging it, not fixing it, not analyzing it, not, you know, playing detective and wondering where it started and why this person is this way and what they could have done to avoid it. But we really just want to be creating a safe space for emotions to express, our own or others. there's two things, we've talked about this before too, right? But there's two things that can happen with emotions, our emotions as humans. We either recycle them or we release them. And if we're not in a habit, if we're not in a practice of releasing our emotions, but rather we kind of recycle them, right? They come up, we put them back down, we suppress them, we repress them, we bottle them up, then those emotions are really blocking us from a lot of life if they're not coming out. If they keep getting shoved back down and they can manifest in physical ailments, right? We know they can show up as pain. We know they can show up as stomach issues, IBS, like uh, joint pain, tension, muscle pain, soreness, um, how stiffness, you know, a lot of inflammation can come from emotional issues, skin issues. All of these have roots in unexpressed emotions. And if we're not intentional about releasing our emotions, you know, we've all probably experienced that that pressure cooker moment where... It was either ourselves, maybe, or someone we know, we just lost it over something that seemed really small, right? Something that seemed really trivial. And we knew that it was actually losing it was actually about a bunch of other stuff, right? That we were holding on to that we just hadn't been able to release or hadn't decided to release. And maybe our recycled emotions are showing up um, as anxiety. Like, friends, for those of you who suffer from chronic anxiety, this is likely one of the main causes. You're storing up so many emotions, years of emotions, right? Maybe decades of emotions that you haven't felt safe to express. And we all want to do better for our kids. We all want them to have a better experience. So we want to teach them compassion because compassion encourages the safe release, the safe expression of emotions. Sympathy, right? The judgment that comes with it, the judgment of sympathy. And guys, this is all subconscious, right? It subconsciously shuts down the emotional release process. Because when we're feeling judged by ourselves or by others, we don't feel safe to fully express. Makes sense, right? If our kids are crying, and if they hear from us when they're crying, uh, and then they've learned to create this little you know, commentator in their head, judging them when they're crying, right? That voice saying, it's not good to cry. It's not safe to cry. I look crazy when I cry. I'm weak when I cry, whatever it is. There's this emotion in them this happens for us too, right? There's this emotion that really wants to come out, the sadness that really wants to come out. But when it's greeted with judgment, whatever that critical voice is saying, and what that does, that critical voice, that judgment, is it puts that emotion right back in and you get no relief from the emotion. So we recycle that emotion because it's met with judgment. So how do we release the emotion instead so we can just move on? What we do is we really wanna greet it with compassion, right? Compassion over judgment. Compassion is the super tool when it comes to working with anyone on an emotional level. So with crying, instead of greeting it with judgment, we greet it with compassion. And as a parent, what does that sound like? Or, you know, what does it even sound like when we greet our own sadness, crying with compassion? It's okay to cry. You're safe, right? I'm here. Let it out. This is the energy we can teach our kids to hold with themselves by holding it for them. And it's the energy we can teach them to hold for others. And it's that compassion that allows their emotions to really be freed so they can release those emotions rather than recycle them. And the energy of compassion, that's what enables us to really free ourselves from emotional burden. So compassion over sympathy, right? Compassion over judgment. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern and now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. And then second, We want to allow our kids to have exposure to others' experiences. They're only going to grow in compassion as they're able to practice it, right? And to practice it, they're going to have to be in situations where they're exposed to others' pain, right? We want to practice showing compassion, being with others in their suffering. We have to practice it. And in order to practice it, that means we have to be with others in their suffering, This doesn't mean we have to traumatize our kids, right? There's probably many more opportunities than we even think of for our kids to see others in suffering. Like we can have them be around or watch maybe as we comfort our other children, right? Or maybe as we comfort our partner or as we comfort a friend and we sit with them in their pain. Maybe... I'm trying to think. Maybe you've you found that when you're driving with them, you tend to avoid a certain street or a certain part of town or a certain intersection because there's people there who are experiencing homelessness and you really would rather avoid having that conversation with your young kids. Like, man, when you catch yourself trying to avoid something like this, I really want to challenge you to ask yourself whether you're really actually trying to protect your child or whether you're just deeply uncomfortable talking about someone else's pain so you're avoiding it. Because here's the truth. Our kids, they can handle some pretty upsetting information, right? They can handle things that feel really unfair, really messed up, like really painful. As long as we explain it to them in a developmentally and age-appropriate way, and then we be with them as they process it, right? Right? We ask them questions about how they feel about it. We ask them what they're thinking, what they're wondering. We ask them if they have any questions for us about it. And I think we sometimes worry that introducing our kids to, you know, just some of the harsh realities of life that it's going to be too much for them. But friends, the opposite is actually true. Like When we expose our kids to the suffering of others, it can really stir up so much empathy and compassion within them. It's this understanding right? that like not everyone has the same experience that we have. There are people right now that are going through some stuff, and we don't have to deny it. We don't have to avoid it. Even though it feels maybe really uncomfortable, we can be with it. Like, we're not scared of being uncomfortable. We don't have to back away. We don't have to shy away from the pain or the suffering of others. We can join them in it from a place of compassion. And then third, I love this one. We can show our kids compassion. We can model compassion for them in our discipline, right? Because discipline is not punishment. Discipline is, is necessary. And when it's done from a place of love and compassion, it's teaching. It's teaching. It's coaching. And in order for our kids to be able to learn when we teach the part of their brain that, that can actually process what we're trying to convey to them and be open, to new ideas, that has to be activated, right? And it's not activated when our kids are dysregulated. It's not activated when they're in a stress response. So if they're not feeling safe because we're yelling them, yelling them, yelling at them, shaming them, um, embarrassing them, maybe we're giving them the cold shoulder, maybe if they're a little older, right, we tend to respond with the silent treatment. It's not going to be effective. It's not effective teaching. It's not effective discipline. Because it shuts off their learning brain. So if they're not feeling safe, they're not feeling safe in their nervous system. Their nervous system is not regulated because we're yelling or whatever. Like nothing we're saying is actually penetrating. Nothing we're saying is going to stick. So how do we get them regulated, right? How do we get them in a place where their learning brain is on and they're actually comprehending, processing what we're teaching? We do it by showing compassion through connection. And there's not a lot of guarantees in parenting, friends. Like it's a pretty wild ride. But I can nearly guarantee that if you approach discipline, right? If you approach teaching your children from a place of compassion and connection, your whole relationship with them is going to change, right? The desired behaviors you want to encourage are going to start coming through. The undesired behaviors you'd rather not see, right? They're going to start dissipating. And there's just a whole lot more... Peace, right? And love in your home. It's just the truth. It's really that powerful. And our kids are gonna mess up a lot, right? And frankly, so are we. Like it's just the human experience. So by showing compassion in our discipline, we're like seeking to understand, right? To see someone else where they're at, to be with them in that. How are our kids feeling? How were they feeling when whatever it was that happened happened? Why did they feel like they had to do what they did, right? Do they feel safe enough to even express that and share it with you? Because, mamas, once your babies feel heard, <laughs> once they feel heard from a place of compassion, their defenses drop, and then you can both together, right, like lovingly discuss what came up. Come with a pl- come up with a plan moving forward. Maybe that includes an apology. Maybe it includes some form of, of restitution. Maybe there's a a plan for how we're gonna. Respond the next time something really makes us angry like this, right? But all this magic only happens when we approach discipline from a place of compassion. It's not manipulation. We're not pretending we care what's going on inside our kids. Like we genuinely care, we genuinely want to know. And the reality is that our kids are going to turn around and they're going to extend that same grace and compassion to others right? It's just going to be a process. It might not happen overnight, but it is a powerful practice that can, you know, we start in our homes and and we start in how we discipline and teach our kids. And I promise you, it's going to extend beyond the walls of your home. All right, mama, as we do every motherhood Monday, we are going to start our week off in prayer over our families. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the gift of our children. We pray compassion over them this week, Lord. Soften their hearts. God, just give them eyes to see the pain of others and and the boldness and the bravery to just be with others in their suffering. You show so much compassion and love toward us. Just make us like you in our compassion for others. We pray, God, that our kids don't keep others at a distance, especially those who are in pain, those who are suffering. We know that not everyone has the same experiences that we do. There are lonely people out there. There are desperate people out there. They're all in need of our compassion. Just let our children be comfortable in the discomfort of others. Help them to really uh, extend a hand and and reach those who need them. Those who feel alone maybe, those who who need comfort, those who need safety, just to be and, and to express their pain, God. Give them the lens of your compassion. I ask you, God, just to Prompt them, prompt them to really listen to others, to genuinely hear their needs. God, give them a heart to just be interested in others' troubles. God, just let them be the voice of reason to those around them, just calling on others, maybe their friends, their classmates, coworkers, whoever it is in their groups, God, in their circles, just call on those others to also show compassion. Let our children be an example of you. Example of you to this world, God. Just let them be the light, the light that others see. So they really just see you coming through, God. We love you. We praise you. We are grateful for you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com, where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in The Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.